It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Gotta be feeling good about what Mike White's done today. On third and four, he'll look to throw. In zone, no! Touchdown, Jets! Mike White, how about him? Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Breaking away, Garrett Wilson. Wilson, a big play downfield. Wilson's still going along the sideline. He's not going to go down. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. Rodgers in trouble again, and he's sacked again by Quinn and Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Like a Jet One. And it is time for the Jets Seahawks pregame report. And so for that, we bring in our friend who's the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, of the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. Chris, hope you had a very Merry Christmas. And by the way, Happy New Year, because it's January 1st, my friend. Yes, it is indeed. A brand new year. Getting started, you know. We'll, we'll see if uh if that can change things around for the, the Jets struggling. But, you know, a little bit of excitement and optimism heading to the new year for you. As of right now, this conversation happening, of course, before the games kick off today, the Jets would need a Patriot loss to the Dolphins. They would need to beat the Seahawks in order to create a scenario where next week they could go to Miami with the season on the line and it would be a winner-take-all. So, very interesting day of football potentially ahead for Jets fans here. A couple of quick notes I want to get your thoughts on, Chris. Looks like Jeff Smith and Brandon Eccles both going to be out. Denzel Mims and LaMarcus Joyner should be back. Quinnen Williams voted team MVP. No surprise there. He's the best player on the team. He's been absolutely destroying everybody all year. He's going to get a huge contract extension this offseason. And he's been a leader in the locker room. So very well deserved for Quinnen Williams. And finally, the quarterback situation looks like Zach Wilson not going to play the rest of the year. Joe Flacco will be the backup to Mike White today. Mike White, of course, making his return after having his ribs cracked in that game in Buffalo at Orchard Park. So, Chris, thoughts on Quinn and Williams as team MVP, players that are returning from injury and being lost to injury, and, of course, the quarterback situation that the Jets are in. Well, all right, we'll start with Quinn and obviously deserved, well-deserved, uh, he is everything that you and me thought it, we expected he would be when the Jets drafted him. Uh, you are also now seeing it, you know, the impact that that player can have on a defense when you surround it with talent. Uh, Jets fans have been begging for the edge for so long, and we were trying to say, yes, I'm not saying avoid the edge, but getting pressure from the inside is a great way to get that quarterback too and cause offensive problems. And you've seen that with him. You've seen the disruption, how much easier it is to win on the edge when you have a fault force inside, uh, how that can collapse the pocket and how much we debate about the edge, but the quicker path to the quarterback is through the middle. So, uh, I, Jets fans had PTSD from, you know, drafting interior alignment and so many years in a row with Sheldon Richardson and Muhammad Wilkinson and Quinton Copels and all this. And then, you know, when they had all these other needs and it didn't work out. Uh, so I get that why they were scarred off from Quinton Williams. But man, that that pick has worked out. Uh, that's that's <laughs> one of the few picks 
that has worked out from that regime and that time, but that pick has worked out and is carrying into the new regime. And you said it, uh, you know, that his teammates love him. He is a leader on and off the field. Uh, he's still that little kid, like uh, energy, and everybody just gravitates to it. Uh, I'm not too concerned about the injuries uh, coming this this week. Uh, I'll just we'll talk a little more about this, but to keep the Quinn and Williams thing, I you I don't know that you could really pick uh, a better opponent to showcase uh, his ability than Seattle. Seattle, the inside of that offensive line is atrocious right now so they uh they got their heads caved in by chris jones alone like the it's kansas city chiefs defense is basically our defensive line is basically just chris jones at this point and he caved their heads in by himself quinn and williams right up there with chris chris jones and he's got a whole lot more help behind him so i think that they're going to be able to do a lot of damage there but that's, let's get to the meat of this before getting into the game. And that's the quarterback situation. Uh, Zach Wilson, I think pretty much everyone, I don't know that there's anybody listening here that's still holding out hope. I think uh, most Jets fans have written them off. They're upset with them. Um, you got people like Chris Sims talking about Jets and his and Zach Wilson's mom talking about Jets fans aren't treating him right or something like all right, look at these statistically like the worst quarterback. Like, what do you want from them? Um, I I am the first to rail against fans. You guys know this, but I mean, play a little bit better if you want to to sit here and talk about fans treating you poorly. Uh, the you got Mike White back, and this is what fans are most excited about right now. And now the fans that were fully entrenched and Zach Wilson can still be something are now fully entrenched in Mike White is the quarterback of the future when come on guys we've seen a couple of nice games we need to see a little bit more though so uh Mike White's gonna hope he stays healthy first and foremost these next two games has no uh instances show up from the ribs but if he can go out here and audition put on a performance the you know make the jets bring him back you're still not you know i don't know what the contract would be looking at this is one of those things you talk about do you want should mike white come back the obvious answer you just put it out there like that is yes now what's that contract look like that's a whole different story because i'm all on board for bringing mike white back but the number has to be right and i'm not talking he's obviously not going to get any huge offers but I'm not looking at a medium offer either. He's got to show me a lot right, for me to start poning up any type of real cash. Um, so, so you got the big news of the week, obviously, in Las Vegas, Derek Carr getting benched. And we've been talking about Jimmy G and Kirk Cousins for years and all these other options. And there's a pipe dream of Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady even. Those aren't realistic options, I don't think. Uh, I I don't, I don't see those three as realistic options. The realistic option to me that's clear and above everybody else is Derek Carr. And I'm not a huge Derek Carr fan, uh, but he's good enough. Well, we were talking before the show. You said, you know, he uh, kind of compared the, the situations to Stafford. And, and I said, no, I, I'll just go ahead and say they're essentially the same players, different strengths and weaknesses, but they're both an 81 on Madden. <laughs> like they're they're both good solid quarterbacks that if you have everything around them they can run that offense smoothly. 
they're neither of them are Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Brady of the past. That's going to elevate everything around them. But there's only a handful of those guys ever, ever. Right now, Tom Brady's not even one of those guys. Aaron Rodgers, he's getting back to being close to that now after struggling for the first uh, part of the season. There's Mahomes, there's uh, Josh Allen, and then there's there's Herbert. You could add those, and that's it. Ideally, yes, you would like to get one of those guys or another one of those guys. It's not realistic. So the realistic option is give me Derek Carr. If we're, I said this to you again before, if we were having this discussion and Derek Carr became available last year, I would have said, nope, not good enough. He cannot elevate the the uh, talent on this roster to the place you need to go. But that was a miscalculation on my part, all, all of our parts by, about what the roster would look like this year. Because this year's roster, yeah, give me Derek Carr. That's all you need for it. I I also recognize that what would end up probably happening, you get Derek Carr, he comes in, has a good regular season, has a really bad playoff game, and everybody ends up hating Derek Carr. But that still sounds like the best option you got to me. Uh, I'm all in favor of bringing Mike White back with or without Derek Carr. Uh, I'm going after Derek Carr. If I'm in charge, Derek Carr is my plan A, and I'm not even thinking about a plan B until he goes somewhere else. But I'm good with bringing back Mike White with Derek Carr, too. Fine, whatever. I'm, I'm not against bringing Mike White back, but I'm not bringing Mike White back. Right, right now, I'm not bringing him back saying he's the answer. I'm looking elsewhere, and if I can get Derek Carr for a reasonable price, which considering they just benched him, or they know, everyone knows they're going to have to, it's not going to cost too much. Uh, the, they can rework the contract, do different things. I just of all the realistic options, he's so far and beyond above and beyond the number two option in my book that I'd I'd focus all my energy and attention on that. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. It's very possible that Mike White, if he plays really well the next two weeks, helps get the Jets into the playoffs and then does well in the playoffs, could be a legitimate option for the Jets, but he's gotta do it. And it yeah. starts today against the Seattle Seahawks. And so let's talk about this game and everything surrounding it, all the players playing in it, what the line is and all of that, courtesy of our friends over at prizepicks.com. If you listen to the show, you know how it works at prizepicks.com. You play in their daily fantasy matchups against the prize picks player projections. You pick two to six players. And if those two to six players beat their prize picks player projections, then you can win up to 25 times the amount of money you put in. You don't play against anybody else, just against the prize picks player projections. Doesn't have to be football, though. It could be any sport you want baseball, basketball, hockey, whatever it is you like. They have it at prizepicks.com and the prize picks app. Just use the promo code PLAJ when you sign up, and they will match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. So if you put in 100 bucks, they'll match 100 bucks. If you put in 50 bucks, they'll match 50 bucks. Go to prizepicks.com or the prize picks app. Use the promo code PLAJ. They'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. And you should do what I'm going to do today, which is Pick Garrett Wilson as one of your players to beat his prize picks player projection. He didn't do it last week, but I think he's going to do it today. And we're going to get into his projection a little bit later. You'll see what you're up against in terms of how many yards he's going to need in order to beat it. I actually think Mike White is a decent one as well. As we get into the passing props here, Chris, Mike White over under 249.5 yards. That Seattle pass defense has really struggled. So that's not a terrible bet. 
Geno Smith over under 238.5 yards. Passing touchdowns, Geno Smith over under 1.5. Pass completions, Geno Smith over under 21.5. Pass attempts, Geno Smith over under 32.5. Interceptions, Mike White and Geno Smith both over under 0.5. Longest completion, Geno Smith over under 35.5. And pass and rush yards combined, Geno Smith over under 258.5. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, so I don't love a lot of these uh, either way just because it's so much is going to be determined by how the game starts. Uh, You know, uh, the game script is going to be played. Both these teams were going to want to run the ball more. uh, But, you know, if the Jets get out to an early lead, the Seahawks are going to have to throw around as much. I'm also scared of Mike White overs just because of, rib injury and get one good uh, hit to that ribs could throw it out. So I don't like that. Uh, I, but the only thing that is ever going to, uh, you know, factor into a decision to maybe go on an under for Garrett Wilson is Zach Wilson. Is, is that his quarterback? And if the answer is no, then I'm going to lean towards going over on Garrett Wilson stuff. So uh, go there. Uh, I, I certainly see, uh, you know, Mike, well, Mike White hitting the overs on it, but it's, it's the game script is going to depend on it. Also, the the Seahawks you can you can run on them, but the Jets have been struggling to run the ball. So I don't know how they're going to try to, but we'll have to see how much success they can find there. So I just don't like. And then on the other side of the ball, Tyler Lockett it, it, injury concerns. He's been hurt. So and then obviously the Jets defense. I I think I'd lean unders on the Seahawks, but if they the, actually no, I would definitely lean unders on the Geno stuff. The only concern there is if they're behind in trying to play catch up. So I give me the Garrett Wilson, but uh, I'm I'm too scared of Mike Wright's reps to go on overs. Chris, before we get to the receiving props, where we can talk more about Garrett Wilson, let's talk about the game line and the over under. The Jets on the road are minus two. The Seahawks were favored until the Mike White announcement came. So Vegas loves themselves some Mike White. The over-under is 42.5. You said Vegas loves them some Mike White. I will say that Vegas really dislikes them some Zach Wilson. (laughs) Uh, uh, You know, tomato, tomato. But uh, I'll look at it from that perspective. It's rare that you see uh, a line movement like that. even with quarterbacks, but that's what they think is Zach Wilson. And it is definitely partial Mike White, too, because he has had this offense running, but it's definitely much more like just Zach Wilson has been that bad. Um, but so I, I don't I, – I just lean on the unders here with both these teams, but I, I, I like the Jets here. I, I, I like the Jets comfortably the, to win this, to go on the road, into Seattle, I just think that, you know, they're both kind of fading over this last uh, month. But I think the Jets fading is that much, obviously, Zach Wilson related, where the Seahawks is injury related partially, but also just they they got a little ahead of their skis at the beginning of the season, Geno included. Uh, even when I came on the show like mid-year to uh, do a little crowing about Geno stuff, 
I was very careful not to see talk about how Gino was actually playing like MVP, like a top three quarterback in the league level, even though he was at that point. But it was obvious that he was going to come back down to earth and wasn't going to stay at that. So he's come back down to earth again, the Tyler Locker injuries. So I like the under and with Mike White, I think that knowing the NFL four game losing streak for the Jets, they go on the road in Seattle, they come back and they win and they cover that points and, and probably keep it under. Rushing and receiving props, rushing yards, Geno Smith over under 15.5, Kenneth Walker over under 71.5, Zonovan Bam Knight over under 57.5. You heard Corbin Smith on the show the other day talk about how bad the Seahawks run defense is. They've allowed a ton of big runs. So if the Jets' offensive line is even halfway decent in this game, Bam Knight should do pretty well. Receiving yards, Corey Davis over under 37.5. DK Metcalf over under 70.5. Elijah Moore over under 36.5. Garrett Wilson over under 66.5. Keep in mind, the Seahawks have allowed over 80 big plays this year, meaning receptions and running plays over 20 yards. That bodes very well for Garrett Wilson there at 66.5. Kenneth Walker over under 10.5. Tyler Conklin over under 25.5. Receptions, Corey Davis over under 2.5. DK Metcalf over under 5.5. Garrett Wilson over under 5.5. Rushing and receiving yards combined, Kenneth Walker over under 85.5. Rushing attempts, Kenneth Walker over under 17.5. Longest rush, Geno Smith over under 10.5. Kenneth Walker over under 15.5 and longest reception Corey Davis over under 18.5 DK Metcalf over under 23.5 and Garrett Wilson over under 22.5 so let's uh, I'm gonna start with the Gino uh the rushing yards thing and that has always been my number one and most frustrating thing with Gino even going back to his West Virginia days and I get it because he would try so hard to he wanted to to convince everyone from such an early age that he was a pocket passer. He wasn't going to be one of these mobile running quarterbacks that he would actually stay in the pocket to the, to his detriment uh, where there's wide open running lanes and he should actually run and take off. And we saw that a bunch with his time in the jets where that was a thing. The beginning of the year, he was using his legs more Stop doing that. He's kind of reverted back to his pocket, uh, stubborn pocket style. So I so desperately would love to take those overs, but on the rushing yards, but I'll actually go ahead with the unders there. Um, I'm again, give me the Garrett Wilson overs. Uh, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not scared of uh, this Seahawks defense uh, stopping him. I, I'm not scared of anyone stopping him except for Zach Wilson again. Um, the, the one that I really love, though, is the Corey Davis. Uh, the Corey, What was that yard? It's like 30-something. Yeah, Corey Davis back. As long as he's healthy, uh, he's going he's gonna to get over those catches, and he's going to get over those uh, those receiving yards. Uh, I, I love that. I, I even liked the Elijah Moore there. Uh, obviously not as much, but uh, – I you know with Mike White back he he does get some uh, uh, some play some looks so I like that as well but uh, I think the Garrett Wilson and the the Corey Davis that that number is too low for Corey Davis defense and special teams props tackles and assists Ahmad Sauce Gardner over under three point five C J Mosley over under eight point five Jordan Whitehead over under five point five 
Quandry Diggs over under 3.5. Quincy Williams over under 5.5. Tariq Woolen over under 3.5. Field goals made, Jason Myers, Jets old friend, of course, over under 1.5. Kicking points, Jason Myers over under 6.5. Extra points made, Jason Myers over under 2.5. I'll stay away from the extra points, uh, 2.5 extra points for Jason Myers, but give me the other overs for him. You can give me the field goal overs, give me the points overs, uh, not just not the extra points one. That's uh, three touchdowns. Yeah, I don't like that. But I'll take both those for sure. Um, and then, yeah, I, I – I think I I think I like the uh, uh, Jordan Whitehead tackles I like uh, as well, but and you know go CJ and Quincy Williams. But actually, I think I, I'm gonna I like the sauce overs on the tackles the most. That's that's the one that I like the most. We I think they'll they'll do a couple, he'll get one or two in the run game, and then they'll do a couple quick screens outside. I I, I see him covering that. Anytime touchdown scorers, Kenneth Walker, minus 120, DK Metcalf, plus 140, Zonovan Bam Knight, plus 140, Garrett Wilson, plus 160, Tyler Lockett, plus 165, Michael Carter, plus 170, Corey Davis, plus 275, Tyler Conklin, plus 310, Laquan Treadwell, plus 320, Elijah Moore, plus 330, kind of like the value on that one, Noah Fant, plus 340, Colby Parkinson, plus 475. Jets defense and special teams, plus 500. Geno Smith, plus 500. Braxton Berrios, plus 600. Seahawks defense and special teams, plus 650. Travis Homer, plus 700. DJ Dallas, plus 700. Mike White, plus 700. CJ Ozama, plus 750. Ty Johnson, plus 850. Penny Hart, plus 900. James Robinson, plus 1,200. Derek Young, plus 1,300. Jeremy Ruckert, plus 2,000. Kenny Yaboa plus 2,000, and the Jets' old friend Nick Ballore at plus 2,200. I got to be honest, CJ Ozama at plus 750, that's pretty solid value. He had that touchdown grab against the Lions. He should have had another one if Chris Trebler actually would have thrown the ball on target against the Jaguars on Thursday night. He's on a bit of a hot streak at plus 750. That's not a bad bet. I'm I'm sitting here listening to you rattle this off, and I'm like, I don't really love any of this. I'm like, I'm like okay, you to get in on Conklin or Elijah Moore, but those numbers aren't what I want to really do that. And then you read off the o- Ozama one, and I'm just like, oh, yep, that's the one I'm going with. Uh, I was, you know, I was sitting there thinking, okay, maybe, maybe go Jets defense and you, you old time sakes, you know, nostalgia, you, you hope for a pick six from Gino uh, to, to bring it back. Maybe you get, you get that. So, but then the Uzama one at plus seven, at, at, yeah, at that number, uh, I'm 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 putting something on that. Uh, considering the way he's come on the last couple of weeks, I think with Mike White, it's more likely to go Conklin. But at that number, I'm 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 rolling the dice on Uzama. Before we head out, let's check in with our friend Walter Cherpinski over at WalterFootball.com for his picks around the NFL. Try and make you a few bucks on this Sunday, New Year's Day. Walter, the floor is yours, my friend. Thanks, Scott. Let's get to the Jets as usual. They're one-and-a-half-point favorites in Seattle this week. I, I love the Jets this week. Uh, I, I think Seattle is uh, quietly one of the worst teams in the NFL. Uh, one of my favorite metrics is net adjusted EPA, and it says Seattle is the third-worst team in the NFL. And it's kind of strange because they're 7-8, and eight and you wonder how can that be possible. But look at the recent results. I mean, they, they were blown out by the Chiefs and the 49ers in recent weeks. There's nothing to be ashamed of. But before that, they almost lost to the Rams. They are blown out 
out by the Panthers at home. They lost to the Raiders at home. They were blown out by the Buccaneers in London. Uh, it's been a long time since Seattle has had a good performance. They have a terrible defense. Uh, they have some injuries. The right tackle is probably going to be out. Uh, they're missing their top safety. Kenneth Walker's banged up. Marquise Goodwin's injured. Uh, Tyler Lockett may play, but he may not be 100% either. Uh, meanwhile, the Jets have had some bad luck recently, obviously, with Mike Weiss injury. Uh, Zach Wilson was terrible in that Thursday night game. Uh, but the game before, uh, they almost won with Zach Wilson against the Lions if it wasn't for that block punt return for a touchdown. And, and they gave the Bills everything they could handle the week before. So I, I just think the Jets are a much better team than the, than the Seahawks. I, I love them to cover the spread. Uh, some other games I like, I like the Bears plus six at the Lions. Uh, I just don't think the Lions are good enough to surrender every key number but seven. Uh, their pass defense is suspect. They were gashed by the run last week. Uh, they had trouble with the read option, and that's what the Bears run. So I, I think they're going to have trouble with the Bears. The Bears outgained the Lions 408 to 323 uh, back in week 11 when they meet when they met. Uh, it was a 31 to 30 game. It was close. I, I don't see why this wouldn't be close either. I know the Lions play better at home, but Justin Fields on turf seems uh, like like a good spot for for the Bears as well. Um, and you know the Lions are expected to win this game. I, I think there might be a, a, a choke factor of some sort uh, where they just don't play up to expectations. Uh, you know the Lions have not played that well recently. I, ju- I just said they uh, they they almost lost to Zach Wilson if it wasn't for that block punt. They were they were destroyed by the Panthers. I don't think they should be favored by six points here against a Bears team that's been pretty competitive despite playing some good teams lately. Um, I like the Broncos plus 12 and a half against the Chiefs. Uh, it's kind of a, a tough spot to, uh, to to fade Patrick Mahomes, but Denver would have won uh, last time uh, against the Chiefs back in week 14 if Russell Wilson didn't suffer a concussion. Um, the Broncos were just humiliated on Christmas, but it was actually the first time this year that they'd lost by more than 13 points. They've been very competitive outside of that game. Uh, they have a good defense. Uh, they have good weapons for Russell Wilson. I know Russell Wilson hasn't played that well, uh, but he, he actually played well against the Chiefs. The Chiefs have a bad defense. The Chiefs haven't really blown teams out either this year. Uh, and this is a divisional game. I think it's going to be close. And the Broncos, that they fired their head coach. That's a good spot for them, too, because uh, teams coming off uh, or teams who have fired their head coach are 15 and 10 against the spread in the first game. Uh, they, they tend to play uh, hard for their new coach. Uh, and I, I saw some quotes from Bronco players uh, really defending Russell Wilson this week, especially Jerry Judy talked up Russell Wilson's work ethic. So I think they're going to rally here with their new coach. And uh, I don't think they're going to beat the chiefs, but I think they're going to keep it close. Um, Another high line, I, I like the Rams plus six and a half against the Chargers. I actually made this line Chargers minus three. I, I don't know why this line's so high. I, I know the Chargers have some flashy players like uh, Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, uh, but they really have no substance to this team. They can't get to the quarterback. They can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. They can't run the ball, and they can't pass protect. Like So they, what do they do outside of passing the ball well, especially when they're down? I, I just don't really see anything uh, positive here about the Chargers, and now they're favored by six and a half. Um, after coming off a big win on national TV where they clinched the playoff spot, they really have nothing to play for here. They need Baltimore to lose out, and they need to win out to move up to the five seed. Are they really going to kill themselves over one spot in the playoff in the playoff run? I just don't really think so. The Rams have been more competitive recently. Sean McVay has gotten a lot out of Baker Mayfield already, so I think the Rams are going to be competitive here once again. Wouldn't surprise me if they won outright because the Chargers really don't have have anything to play for so I, I like the Rams plus six and a half a lot so those are the wallsforfootball.com week 17 picks against the spread back to you Scott thanks Walter and thank you for listening make sure you check out everything Chris has up over at jetsinsider.com follow him on Twitter at CNimbly and at Jets Insider and of course 
Follow Walter over at Walter Football on Twitter and check out everything he and Charlie Campbell are doing over at WalterFootball.com. Visit our website, PlayLikeAJet.com. Great stuff up there, courtesy of Haley English. Some fantastic statistical work. Our YouTube channel is doing great as well. We've got some all 22 breakdowns up there, youtube.com slash play like a jet. So watch our videos and subscribe. If you haven't already visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T E E public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams. Bless you. Thank you. Shirt the play like a jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. Tpublic.com. That's T E E public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes. If you haven't done that already, easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital play like a jet.com 